0: Love Life. Featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the
1: light. I recognize all projected negativity towards me as
0: being other people's stuff. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. Today, at long last, after almost 160 episodes, we are devoting half an hour just to explaining what passive aggression is. We had an email from a lovely listener who said, look, you often refer to passive aggressive behaviours in so many of your episodes. What is it? Like, what is it really? What does it really mean when you dissect the idea of passive aggression? So I said, Jane, we've got to do this show. And Jane just looked at me blankly like, what do you mean? It's passive aggression. See, Jane understands this concept so... So, like the back of her hand, it doesn't even register. On it, it, it'd be like saying, "What's a shopping mall?" Jane's just like everyone knows what that is. I said, "No, Jane. I only figured out passive aggression two years ago, and then realised that I was had been surrounded by people for 36 years who were doing it to me. It is one of the most insidious, one of the most." hidden almost subliminal under the radar socially acceptable ways that very nice normal suburban people bully all the time and if you are doing any kind of self-love self-worth or boundaries work at the moment you need to listen to this episode so pull up a chair jane (laughs) the problem is i i said to beck
1: can we do 30 minutes on this it's like five minutes most like you know this is what it is
0: Description done. No, right. No, Next, no major <laughs> okay. major topic so with it, lots of stories to share to help illustrate how it how right. it works in theory. Like well, maybe this is
1: one of my core gifts, as we spoke about in last week's episode. Um, because to me, I almost can't describe it because it just is what it is, and surely everyone
0: knows it is your. When we say it's Jane's core gift, passive aggression is not her core gift. Jane has the most tremendous ability to radically truth speak which is a concept which most women on this planet are still struggling to even come into comfortable feelings around, which is if you've got an issue, you say it. You say it nicely, politely, and firmly. That is a revolutionary concept to most girls and women that I that I still know, that I know, and to most of my clients. You know, the number of times I've had to say to somebody, why don't you just tell them what you think? And they just look at me like, I am crazy town. Because as women, I we need to back up a, a bit here and get a bit more description, but, but as women... Most of us, our game is the people-pleasing game because that is how we've been raised for millennia. You do not upset bite the hand that feeds you. You do not upset the women in your tribe. You don't upset the mother-in-law. You don't upset your workmates. You don't upset your husband. Why? Because the cave will kick you out and you won't have food or water or you know companionship or protection or any of the things that you may need to survive. So you keep people happy as a woman. You do it if you want to survive in this world. And that is where women developed passive aggression because how could they retaliate when they had all this bitterness and resentment pushed down inside them because they had to do what the mother-in-law told them if they wanted to stay in the family and keep the money. They had to do what the husband told them or he'd take the money away from her or the children away from her. She had to do what the people at work told her or they'd fire her for being pregnant or whatever it was. What happens when you've got that much angst in your body as a woman and you're a really nice feminine little woman? Where do you put it? You become passive-aggressive.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we learn it so young. You know, it's, it's quite fascinating, I find, to observe, like my children over the past however many years, watching them in young friendship groups and the pas- passive-aggression that's there. But what is passive-aggression? It's stating your truth. It's saying what you really want to say but trying to do it in a nice way as though you're not saying it.
0: I think there's, I've got some other theories, well, not. I don't I, think I actually did a very I, good explanation. I've got another other defini- No, I think passive aggression is when you are feeling something really strongly, you actually haven't even acknowledged it to yourself yet or know what to do about it, so it comes out in bitchy ways that in seemingly often unrelated situations that are triggering how you really feel deep down inside about something major in your life.
1: It, we need to give an example of heaps, what passion... We'll give heaps of okay, examples. Okay, okay. Because it's not aggression.
0: It's not it's, aggressive. It's passive. It's, it's how Gandhi brought down colonial rule in India. Passive aggression. He would never fought. He never raised a hand. He just meditated and brought down the whole country. He did it passively, but he won a war, so to speak. Now, which is... Okay, Jane's going, ooh, now is this right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh, she's just, my eyes have gone off to the corner. That's when I'm thinking deeply. Yeah, because, I, because I'm, I'm trying to paint it like it's a beautiful tool to use. That's not quite right. It is possible to win, quote, unquote, battles without raising a fist or using a violent, ugly word. Yeah, okay? but, but, yeah, but passive-aggressive is when you're, you're tricking somebody into
1: saying, now, let's just give examples. Let's we'll give examples. I don't even know. Like,
0: I have thousands.
1: Okay, good. Tens because here's thousands. the thing: I just don't do it. No, 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 so no. So I no. actually find it really hard but to give an example. You call people, I call on, people on it. On so it all give the time. me
0: examples of the last time you called someone on it. Um, now I have to pass that one because that person listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, I know. I called them on it yesterday. I did. Uh, okay, so now you
0: give me an example, and I will. My mother. God okay. bless her. Yeah. She comes from the generation of nice, elegant ladies. Yes. Nice, elegant ladies um, don't want to upset their friends and the other ladies at the bridge club and the other ladies at the dinner party and the other mums at the school and the other, whatever. And so life happens, shit goes down, stuff happens that my mother doesn't like. So someone gives my mother a present that she really hates, and she feels really cross about it because that woman's known me for 30 years. And what does she think I'm – who does she think I'm? I don't want that kind of I – mean, I'm not that kind of woman. Why is she giving me that kind of a present? So rather than actually say, I had some strong reactions around that present you gave me, it comes out in all kinds of – first she'll come to me and have a bitch about it. Yep. Then she'll go to her friend on the phone and have a bitch about it. But it's all very secret. We don't tell the friend who gave us the present. And then – when the presents come around, we might drop some little rude little joke about the presents, but we don't actually address the fact that we have an issue with the presents. Right. So it's unspoken stuff. So we're in a restaurant, and the waitress is being really unattentive. And there's water glasses that we've asked to be filled that haven't been filled, and a glass of wine's come too late, and someone's food hasn't been brought at the same time as everyone else's food. So what does my mother do? <sighs> <sighs> so when the waitress comes by, she rolls her eyes. <sighs> She doesn't actually say, excuse me, we're having some issues with the service. Right. She just rolls her eyes and thumps her wallet on the counter and pushes things aggressively around on the table and, you know, slams a door or makes the, that's it, door slamming. Right. Or she'll wash the dishes really noisily and bang things, she'll bang down the cutlery on the table. Okay, so it's the unspoken words that are being played out
1: with nonverbal communication. And it can also be verbal communication, though. Like, it could be an example of that present would be, you know, somebody gives her the present, she opens the present, and she goes, oh, Target,
0: Target, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, exactly. Now, Target is a cheaper place to shop, and maybe she was expecting more David Jones, which is a more expensive place to shop. So Target... With a tone, that would be passive aggressive. With a tone,
0: exactly. Yes, it's, it's, it's always the tone. It's bitchy. It's when the. It's the body language. But men it's do the, it too. Oh, Yeah, people. People do it. This podcast is about people. So I know, and, and very little children learn it and do it in the schoolyard. It's it's all it's very it's young, it's like very very young. Teachers do it. Professionals do it all the time in the emails that they write. Mm-hmm. They write these very controlling, toxic, bitchy little emails that just. Put people down in very subtle ways, you know, very condescending, very annoying. Very condescending is usually a big indicator of when someone's being passive aggressive to you. Yes, they're speaking down to you like you're an idiot because they're not actually dealing with whatever their are struggling oh, I got is. one
1: of those last week that said something like, "Come on, Jane, surely you can do better than that." She was referring to um, some people that she was introduced to, and um, and your dating company to clarify the context. yeah, 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 and. Um, I just laughed. I actually laughed. I didn't bother answering that part of the email. I just answered with, you know, I'm sorry that you didn't enjoy the company. Hopefully you'll enjoy the next one more. End of story. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Her stuff. Her stuff. Her stuff. But there, but there are times that you call people on it too. See, now, why would I not call her on that? Because it's the first time that she's spoken to me that way. If this becomes a repeat pattern, then I will call her on it. And how will I do that? It will be in a phone call so that she can hear my full emotion, my full warmth my desire to connect, my desire to listen so she can feel heard and my desire to try and, and resolve the conflict. So it will be in a phone call where I'll say, I'm sensing from your emails that you're very unhappy with the experience that you're having. And first off, it's not its not about me. It's not about whether I can do better or not. It's about her experience. Mm. Now, how can I help her with that? What's her mindset? How are you feeling? You know, it's all about her. It's not actually about me. Yeah. Um, so... That's calling people on their stuff, but then it could be if I was the waitress and Beck's mum's, you know, sighing and... Banging the glass. Yeah, like, you know, trying... I would say uh, it appears to me that you're unhappy.
0: Is something wrong. Can I help you? What is going on? Now, the thing is, it it takes a lot of guts to say that, though, because a lot of people are very scared to to hear the truth. Like, they're going to tell... I can tell that that person is pissed off, and if I ask them why, they're going to turn around and tell me, because I'm upset with you. I don't want to hear that. See, that's very, very scary. And I've lived my life walking on eggshells around that kind of stuff. If someone's pissed off with me, I will, I used to, turn and go in the other direction or bury my head in the sand. I didn't want to know and I didn't want to deal. It was too frightening for me. Well, anybody
1: that has this issue, become a matchmaker. I can guarantee that you'll have to work through that one real quick, real fast. (laughs) All right. Because... It is rocket science, and you are not going to get it right.
0: Because you're dealing with you the general public or anyone right. in sales, retails, hospitality services yeah. going to know. You deal with the general public, people are going to have issues all the time. That's right. If you're right. a police person or a parking inspector person, people are going to have issues with you all the time. They're going to fight back. They don't like what you're saying or doing or putting on them, right? Yeah. And yeah. so...
1: Okay, so the, let's go back to the waitress. So, you know, then, then, then your mother says to me, well, I'm very disappointed our service has been very slow. Then the reality is either I've got a choice, And, and, you know, sometimes I have criticisms at social that are very justified, and then I've got a choice. Right, what can I do? What system can I implement to improve this? You know, we don't get things right all the time. We have things go wrong often. That's life. So it's not personal, though. It's like these people are giving me an opportunity to go, right, well, do I want to improve this or not? And if I don't, then I just go, well, I'm sorry this has not been to your expectations. I do hope you enjoy the rest of the evening, however. And the silent word is, I'm not changing a damn thing. This is actually how our restaurant is run. Mm. But it's not to your liking. Then you need to go and find a different restaurant that is to your liking. That's okay too. So criticism is is a choice whether you feel it is justified and it's something you've heard before and it's, it's important that you see... Patterns And if it is the same thing that's coming at you, it's the universe giving you an opportunity to identify something that's not working for you potentially Mm. that you can change or you need to be
0: ready that some people will always criticise that and have your boundaries in place with your reason why. Okay, so let's give another example. When I'm doing this right now, I'm going to publicly state right now this is what I'm doing. There is a person in my life, a female friend I've had for a long time, I've been feeling increasingly uncomfortable about her for a long time, but there's a lot of history. Yeah. I don't really want to entertain her company anymore. I could advise my listeners for hours how to set a boundary and what to do about it in my own life. It's extremely hard because, because she's had never had any warning from me as to the fact that I'm feeling this way because I've never, ever spoken a truth on it. And I've never really called her on any of the uncomfortablenesses that I sometimes feel or, you know, the fact that I don't like having to spend the time with her or talk about things we talk about or whatever. So for me to come completely out of the blue and just speak my truth would probably end the friendship. It 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 could be quite hurtful and ugly. So what am I doing? Well, she writes to me. I ignore her. So I, I'm, I'm avoiding, I'm very passive-aggressively, aggressive, passive cowardly, weakly avoiding her. So she writes to me, I ignore her. She writes to me, and then everyone in three, I'll kind of get back, oh, sorry, it's been a really busy week, um, we really should catch up, and then I leave it because I'm being passive-aggressive. You're not, I'm not speaking de- your I'm truth. not dealing with it because I don't want to deal with... the end of a possible friendship and a fight, which is probably going to happen when I have to tell them, because, you know, what is the reason? The reason I don't like you is because I don't like you, your attitude, the way you parent and your opinions on life and the the way that you expect me to just psychically channel for you for free and all kinds of stuff that I feel we always do things on your terms, we always do things your way when we hang out together. I don't really feel like having that conversation. Well, that's a
1: biggie. You know, ending it's, a relationship is a massive, it's massive huge. thing.
0: And how do you even, you can't go halfway because she's going to want to know why. And you can't, if I go the whole hog, it's not going to be pleasant. So I'm avoiding unpleasantness. Now, some people spend 50 years avoiding unpleasantness. They may have a mother-in-law that's bitchy or they may have a next-door neighbor that that throws rubbish over their back fence and they well, don't can't talk to them.
1: You know how you and I mirror each other all the time in life? I'm going through exactly the same. However, what I've chosen to do in this particular situation is just keep um, all... Whenever we're getting together, I'm making sure that it's a very public thing, that there's other people, lots of other people there. So the conversation is five minutes, ten minutes. It's very generic. That's it. If at any point she chooses to ask to catch up one-on-one, that is when I would have to... And I, I feel I can't get out of it. That's when I'll have to have the conversation that the conversation I will have is literally about different values. That's all it is. It's just different values. See,
0: I'm terrified to say
1: Well, it's not a conversation I you know, get, jump up and down and get excited about. It's not exactly on my bucket list of things I want to do. <laughs> um, but having said that, if it becomes a point where it's easier and kinder to have that conversation, it will all be I statements and it will be about me. It's not about her. It's that I have struggled because I feel our values are very different. Therefore, when I am witnessing you playing out your values that are contradictory to mine, I find that hard. And so I've looked at my values and I've chosen that I'm comfortable with what I've got. And I, want, I don't want to project my stuff on you because it's none of my business what your values are and how you run your life. It is none of my business. However, I'm stepping back from the intimacy of our relationship because I'm struggling with it. Sorry, i going to transcribe what Jane just said later. <laughs> Put it in your name. But, it, but it, You're cute, but it's. Do you know how many people have actually said when I've helped them on different issues and I've role played with them? You know, they've got to ring the teacher and talk about this, or they've got to talk to the husband, or they've got to talk to the ex wife, or whatever. And they're actually
0: going. Hang on, can you just say that again? Can know, you say it again? I have written
1: down word for I word. I could these, actually Jason. earn a fortune could. if I could just somehow channel their voices yeah. and do it for them on the phone. I know, Jane, this is an industry. <laughs> so I'm but thinking not. of What another... I'm saying is, there is a, there's a recipe. You don't have to pause this and write every word down. What you have to do is just look for what is it that you are feeling? What is the clash? And it's always about you. It's actually not about the other person. It's just that they are of contrast to what you believe. Who says that Jane Donovan's way that she runs her life is Right. I'm not saying it's right. It's right for me, but that's all. But there can be 50 other versions out there that are all right and they're all authentic, but some of those are in contradiction with my values. Mm. It doesn't mean I'm superior. It doesn't mean that I am correct, I am right on a deeper level there is no right and wrong which Beck, you are the queen of knowing that oh, and I? you teach that all the time you there's are? no right or wrong oh
0: yeah hey you are like, like,
1: oh, yeah. no, there's no mistakes in the universe no such thing everything is, right, is how it's meant to be blah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. so what is happening is that you're just having clear contrast being given for you to have the opportunity to strengthen or change whichever you choose that which you're observing from these people so in my scenario I looked at what was really pissing me off and it was it was opposite to what's important to me. So I just had an opportunity to just go, no, I am still happy with my choices. But it gave me a chance to look under the microscope at what, what is it that's in conflict? What's the opposite? Would I like to try the opposite? Has this done its course? Do I need to have a new way of doing things in this particular arena? And the answer I came back with was, no, I'm not changing. But what if the answer had been, yes, I am changing? Then this person may have become more important to me because maybe they might have become a role pl- a role model for me to be trying life in a different
0: way. You're going all deep. I've still got examples of passive aggression. All right, let's go back. Okay, cool. Passive aggressive is when someone says that they'll do something and then they don't someone says they'll be there at eight and they rock up half an hour late just to keep you on your toes or just to show you that they're important but without actually oh i'm so sorry i got held up but they do it all the time okay well you can do the passive aggressive
1: back you can mirror you can always mirror if you struggle with speaking your truth with words you can mirror so what you would do there is let's say they were coming to your house for dinner at eight and they arrived at 8 30 will you already have eaten the entree so you've started out. without
0: them. They've missed well, out. What if they're coming to pick up your no. child and you've got an appointment and they're they're deliberately late to come do the child minding? Okay, so you ring them at five past eight
1: and just say, just wondering, how far away are you? Do I need to make other arrangements? You have put them on the spot, yeah, because they won't want to be disappointing you. They're playing a game, yeah, a power it's, game. It's all about
0: gameplay. That's and right. That's, that's and like in fact, school year. if This
1: person is always late then you, you put a system in place to prevent this from happening if you're forced to deal with this person. So if they're meant to be there at 8, at 7.30 you send them a little text message that says, just a reminder, looking forward to seeing you in half an hour. Please don't be late. Accountability.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, so what about the scenario? you can
1: be kinder if you wish instead of saying, please don't be late, just saying, do you expect to be on time mm-hmm. or should I make other plans?
0: No? Yeah. See, as a very young girl um, in my very green, naive, innocent-to-the-world 20s, early, mid-20s, I was bullied in the workplace very passive-aggressively in a way that couldn't be proven, couldn't be seen. It was just a lot of... It's the problem. Very hard to it's prove. Like, you know, people would say to me, write it down and document it. I'd be like, do you know how ridiculous it looks when I write this stuff yeah. down? It looks like I'm highly sensitive in being a whinger. Like, for example, at knock-off time, she'd walk past my office and just look at me as if to say with her eyes, don't you even think about leaving? Yeah. Are you still here? Good. Just checking. Don't you leave? It was like that kind of stuff. I couldn't write down, walk past and look Okay, at me. so now the more empowered Beck, if that were to happen now,
1: could actually, after it's happened the third day in a row, just go up and look, I noticed that at five o'clock you always come by. Are you concerned that I'm not getting my work done in the time that I'm meant to? Do you want to have a chat about that? What are, yeah. what are your expectations? Yeah. I or know. did you actually want me to be working longer hours because I thought my contract was that I finish at 5pm and I have made plans, however... We can renegotiate my contract if you're wishing me to be here until six or seven.
0: Can we have a chat about that? I remember that's calling them on their stuff. Getting up to go and fill my drink bottle. And in that 30-second window that I was out of my chair, she'd come and put something on. She's waiting for it, waiting for the moment I got up. Then she'd come and leave something, not on the desk or in the in tray, on my seat. So when I got back, I had to pick it up before I sat down. That would have something on an urgent matter. Where are you? Where Where have you been? You know, that so you stuff. go you go straight in and
1: answer the question and just say, I was filling my water bottle up. Is that okay? Passive-aggressive back. Mm-hmm. Is that okay with the tone? So what or you drop the tone because I'm not a fan of mirroring energy. If it's a bullying, if, they, if it's consistent and it's bullying, sometimes you've got to put the attitude back in. And I will do it, but I use that like 10%. 90% of the time I try not to use the attitude mm-hmm. and just speak the truth because it throws people more. And we'll get them you're you're educating people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's fascinating. I'll go out and, and I'll I'll bump into some friends and well I was chatting with a girl on the weekend, this lovely lady, and she was saying how you know all these horrible things that had happened to her, people saying nasty things to her. And I said, I don't understand how this happens to you, it just doesn't happen to me.
0: But it's not happening to me because I've taught everybody how to treat me? Yeah, it, and it is how you train them, and this has been my problem and a lot of other women's problems, um, is that we enable a lot of behaviour for a very long time. Like, and What's what you're doing?
1: You're I, enabling
0: the. It gets harder and harder and harder to change that pattern because you've trained up this person to how to treat you okay. over years. Correct. Sometimes. So
1: let's say you're in a scenario where the boss for five years at five o'clock has been walking past or rolling their eyes at you as you're about to leave the office. Let's just pretend that you've only just noticed it because she's pretending, so you can mirror back pretending and you can now sit down five years later and say, I've noticed over the past couple of days at 5 o'clock that you've been walking past and sort of giving me a look that I'm not sure what it means, but I'm sensing that you're unhappy about something to do with 5 o'clock. Can we talk about that, please?
0: So what about the scenario where a woman who really hated me and had threatened me in the past started to send me presents. Very passive-aggressive behaviour, like trying to put me on the back foot or disarm me in some way. you or... sure
1: they weren't genuine presents, that she was actually wanting to...? I'm getting a very passive-aggressive
0: look from um, Beck right now. <laughs> you are. Am I sure they weren't really presents from a person who's threatened me twice? Okay, so what were the presents that were...? Or,
1: um... So shall I come up with an example, like... Let's say somebody – let's say I'm carrying weight, so a passive-aggressive – a nasty present would be somebody sending me a pair of bikinis. A Weight Watchers gift voucher. Yes, exactly. That's right, exactly. Is that what you mean, that kind of thing? Yeah,
0: like something that was – could be read in two ways and because I understand the energy between us, I know that she was having a dig. Okay, all right. So I would actually confront that person with – I
1: actually want to speak to you openly about the fact that we have a hostile relationship. For whatever reasons, we are forced to have to engage every now and again in being in each other's company. Um, I am asking you, I'm not interested in receiving any gifts from you or anything outside of the bare communication that we both have to continue to have because of our situation. And let's hope the situation resolves soon so that neither of us have to be in each other's company.
0: So the bottom line that Jane and I are trying to bring home today is that there's there's probably a couple of elements to this passive aggressive game. You're either receiving it or you're giving it, and maybe both. Usually, if you receive it a lot, you you're give also it giving it. That's because right. Because you've it's it's a vibration that you're playing in because you're you haven't upgraded to this clean place of operating where you just live your life accountably and as an adult. So if you don't like something. You say it. If someone does something that you don't like, you call them on it. You expect the best from everyone. And when it's not delivered or when behavior is not clear, when it's wishy-washy, when it's snaky, deflective, when it's, you know, slippy, slimy, people are being a bit, you know, just playing games or doing these little things that, again, on paper, you think it doesn't really, it's not something I could complain about, but it doesn't quite add up. You have to indulge in radical truth speaking.
1: Yes. Now I want to just give two more quick examples because I struggled to give examples before because I just don't mirror it back. But now I've got into the energy of it. I've got a couple. So one is when somebody says something to you that you think did they really just say that? They, surely they don't mean that. That's so rude. Like, but that and that then I must be wrong. Then what? If that's right. Yeah. Or you don't know how to handle it. My standard reply is. I am sure you didn't mean to say that. I'm hoping you didn't mean to say that as rudely as that just came out. That's and so then eyeball. I'm so stealing that. And then you eyeball. I have used that a lot of times over the years. And people back off straight away? They instantly backpedal. No, I didn't mean it that way, blah, 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 blah. Now, you know what they damn well did, but they're on notice that they can't play that game with you anymore. That is- so what you've done right. is taught them that every time you do a backhanded, sarcastic, passive aggressive comment to me. And I'm going to say, I am sincerely hoping that what you just said, you did not mean it to be as rude as it sounded. They are in notice that you're going to be calling on their stuff every time
0: people I've met people who are charming in person and in the written form that's when they have their go at you and it's in a way that it could be read on either tone and it's fascinating and emails and so in you email back
1: exactly the same and you say okay here's the line copy and paste did you mean it this way or did you mean it this way looking forward to hearing back and let's get the clarity on that I'm calling you on your stuff the second thing that can happen is when somebody is um, made a great big long statement or conversation or whatever and so it's not one little word or one little statement it's a whole conversation that has had you slowly over time feeling attacked okay passive aggressive attack so it's a feeling that might have occurred over a five minute conversation or a two hour space of engaging with them what do you do then is where you sit down at some point within this you stop and you say I just want to talk about something. I'm starting to feel as though you are wanting to say to me that I'm not good enough, funny enough, rich enough, smart enough, whatever it is. Call them on whatever that is. I am feeling and this is what you're wanting to say to me. Can we just talk about that? And they'll just backpedal like crazy again. Or if they're a good friend... They will, let's get to the real guts and let's talk about it so we haven't got two women that actually are friends that are very kind, that like each other, but they're lacking in skills and they're both passive-aggressively trying to teach each other Mm -hmm. something they want to say because they haven't got the skills to say it properly. Their mothers were like that. (laughs) Yeah, so that's it. So there's no negative here if you want to burn and, you know, see you later, but you just say, look, I'm starting to get the feeling that you're wanting to say something to me along these lines. Can we talk about that? And the elephant's out. Yeah. And we talk. That's right. We Jane, actually could have done another half hour on this I oh, would well, just so. It's a meaty
0: one. And I would just want to say very quickly, Jane, the thing is, the difference is that you've clearly got something in your body or you've arrived at something over the years or you were born with it. I can it. tell you, I was born with HSP
1: and everybody was passive aggressive, the whole entire world, and I was hurt every minute of every moment of every day. I had to get some tools but, because I was dying. Okay, I was dying. So that's
0: why you've reached, but you must have reached a point deep inside where you've actually let go of any attachment of what people think or what their reaction is to you.
1: Absolutely, and there started the journey of self-development at a much deeper, more committed level than I had ever experienced before in my life when I realised I am dying, I cannot live like this any longer. I was destroying everything in my past because I was so deeply hurt by every person on the planet. So, I started doing courses, I read books, I watched videos, DVDs, I went to healers, I just submerged myself in everything I could to clear my past, to heal my past, to embrace who I am, to learn my, my shadow side, to learn about who I am, to learn to love myself, to get some tools. How can I say no? What are healthy boundaries? Everything that is in my HSP course that I run for the eight modules. Is everything that I have done so I can sit here now and not be hurt at all by anybody else within reason? Did you? That could hurt me a lot. My husband could hurt me a like lot, oh, my really? children. But actually, you know what? Well, because I love deeply. The power Actually, they can't. None of these people can actually even hurt me because I have the tools to be able to go, what's really going on? To open my heart, my soul, and connect with these beautiful people around me that I have rich, deep, loving, very deep connection with, and
0: anything can therefore be resolved. So you're right, I have got the tools. Wow, what a celebration. Did you come across anyone in particular, Jane, that really helped with the passive-aggressive stuff, really helped you to stand up for yourself or have the confidence to... The four agreements. Speak that with no fear. The four agreements. I have bought that book a million
1: times. Well, slight exaggeration. I've bought the book many, many times and gifted it to people because the four agreements, very briefly, are be impeccable with your word, don't take things personally, do your best, and why can't I remember the other one? It's one that's not of an issue, an issue to me.
0: Don Miguel. R-U-I-Z. Don Ruiz Miguel or something yes, like that? Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. Okay, so it's an ancient Toltec tribe in Mexico, and it's the Wisdom. It's a very simple book to, to read. This is why I love it. It's not one of those heavy ones that you're going, oh, my God, I can only read one paragraph and let that sink in. It's a very simple book to read, but it is so beautiful. I'm trying to think. So what did I say? Um, don't take things personally. Don't make assumptions. That's the other one. That's why I couldn't remember because I actually don't do that <laughs> because I call people. If I think I'm making an assumption, then I ask, am I making clarify, this assumption? clarify, Absolutely. clarify. Absolutely. I ask the question, so I'm not making an assumption. Mm. So that book, uh, which was given to me by a wonderful woman called Heather – uh, no, I can't think of her last name. She was the most beautiful spiritual teacher, um, friend who I, le- I met through scrapbooking. Aww. And she was just one of those beautiful angels many years ago who just said, Jane, I think this book would really help you. And it did. And so then I then shared that with many of my friends whose feelings were also being hurt very easily. And so that book was fantastic and really working on the key principle there of not making assumptions because what are you doing? You're making assumptions the whole time about passive-aggressive people but you're not doing the next thing which is speaking your truth. So if you're making an assumption and you're not speaking your truth, you're going to be in trouble. But if you do those two things alone, Mm. if you do nothing else with the rest of your self-development for the rest of your life, just those two things,
0: that will help you. Because I think what's really at the core of passive-aggression is a deep-seated feeling of insecurity, low self-worth, feeling out of control and feeling vulnerable. Correct. So you're not a person who's violent or aggressive or a bully or any of those things, naturally, but you're trying, like a child might try, to kind of deflect and protect yourself out there in the world through weak half-attempted ways. So it's these kind of halfway sorts of actions that we then put into place to try and it's almost like guesswork. Like you're just hoping everyone will read your mind. If I just bang that glass down, she'll guess that I'm cross that she left that light on all night or the garage door open or something. If, if I just um, flick the newspaper, my husband will just guess that I want him to like go and mow the lawn. Oh, my you know? poor husband.
1: You know, every time he does one of those things, I just sit there and go, right, now what's really going on? What message is it
0: that you're not speaking? Would you not like speak your truth? Yeah. Poor man <laughs> yeah exactly because it's it, it makes you squirm when you're the kind of person who's used to hiding behind passive aggression almost as a victim kind of a whingy type of a thing to do when someone calls you on it is extremely uncomfortable oh there's a lot of people that will will avoid social contact with me
1: And I'm okay with that because they're also not my (laughs) type. No, but it's true. Like if you want to be the most popular person in the room, then I suggest you don't do what I've just said do. Because, you know, people know that you're going to call them on their stuff. But there's one of two ways it goes. Either they love that and they feel safe with me because there's no game playing. Mm -hmm. There's just kindness of speaking kindly. But there are also people that go, they don't want to hear. And that's fine too. Yeah. That's absolutely fine. So the, the flip side of authenticity is that, you are only going to have your tribe that are comfortable with that. Right. And that's actually what I decided I wanted. Mm. But there were times I didn't, you know, it still hurt. Oh, well, they don't want to talk to me. All of those, you know, soccer mums over there don't want to talk to me. Why? Because I know I'm a bit scary to them. Yeah. I am. And that's okay. Yeah, because again. I can play their game. Take
0: your pick. There's, particularly with women, there's not a lot of women who are really, really upfront, and the ones who are tend to get labelled bitchy, ballsy, ball breaker. Oh, she's you know alpha, like all that kind of stuff, and it's all. Well, I don't get
1: labelled any of those. You know, they I, don't know how I'm not to talking label them about you, Janie. But, no, I'm, but I'm saying, in the example, if they follow this method, they're, yeah. they're going to get put into a
0: box that is people actually don't know what it is because they've not seen it before, when, they don't know what it looks like. When people can't put other people into boxes, they don't feel safe because they can't label them and it doesn't fit into their yeah. scope. But, you know, of course, these sort of very traditional attributes of women, you know, they're demure, they're soft-spoken, they're these beautiful, gracious little unicorns that just sit around and hold dinner parties, you know, that, that, that was sort of women, wasn't it? And, and it's... It's still challenging for many women to understand how do I actually stand up for myself, speak my truth or call someone on their shit without sounding like a bitch. Okay, well, here's another little
1: tip. What about when you get the people who, the passive aggressive, oh, I don't feel this way. However, I was having a conversation with someone and this person feels that way. Dogs. Don't you love it when they Dogs. hide behind everyone else? Or, or you know, yeah, so don't shoot the messenger because it's not me. What's your first thing I say when somebody says, oh, do you want to hear what so-and-so was saying? I was going to say, well, who's the source? That's my first question. Who's the source? And
0: then what do they say?
1: Well, normally they'll say, well, what do you mean by that? And I'll say, well, I only want to hear it if the source is reliable. If the source isn't reliable, I'm really not interested in hearing it because it's unlikely that it's being reworded in an authentic way. So I really don't need to hear it. And so often that works with school children, with teenage girls I've got, you know, when the kids will say, well, so-and-so said this and so-and-so said that, and I say, well, who was the source? Yeah. And they go, ah, oh, yeah, okay. let it go. I, it's not a qualified source. Whereas if somebody said, oh, um, you know, if, if Beck said to me, I was talking to, you know, one of our mutual lovely friends, Amber, and, and I'd go, right, well, who's the source? Amber, yeah, okay, fine, sure, beautiful. There's the authenticity. Yeah, gotcha. You know, does that make mm, sense? Mm. Because you do, and then you've got to watch the pack mentality. That's another passive-aggressive. Typical player of passive-aggressive is, Jane, I know that probably most people won't tell you this, but I feel it's important that you need to know that we all feel. That is such a bitchy, bullying thing to do. We all feel. Who's we is the first question. Oh, cruel. Well, I don't feel it would be right for me to answer that question because they don't really want to be identified. Well, in that case, I don't want to hear it. Thank you, though. If they'd like to speak to me individually, fine, no problems. But I'm not dealing with pack mentality. That used to go on in the entertainment game all the time. Yeah. And so you've got to shut that down. Any we statement is rubbish. Only interested in I statements from the person I'm speaking with and from me. Mm. Oh, Jane, you're revolutionising people's lives here. Well, oh, I don't know. I think I'm stirring the pot a bit. <laughs> Definitely stirring the pot. It but is. it's just, it's like, it, but it's not about. It's, it's not about being a smart-ass. I'm not trying to be a smart-ass. I'm not trying to... I'm trying to live in a world with open communication, compassion and empathy. And you can't do that if we're not speaking our truth. Right. And that's all. And I can forgive anything almost. So it's not like if somebody said... Was out at a party and they said, ''Oh, that Jane, she's a bitch.'' That's okay, I'm, I'm fine to hear that, mm. completely fine. I feel I have to go and defend myself over it. But what I would be more concerned about is who was that person? Is that somebody I care about? Would I like to actually build that relationship? Then I want to know that that's how they're feeling so I can actually think, well, I'm not. Maybe there's a better way I can show myself to that person
0: mm. yeah. yeah. because they're important. I think back to well, 10 minutes ago and I was just talking about the core of all of this, we really we need to realize yes, we can play the games out there or not play the games out there or fine hone the interactions out there. but at the base of all of this is it's about your relationship with yourself and it's about how comfortable you're feeling. So if you really are noticing that there's some level lacking in confidence, self-esteem, there's just a bit more work to be done in where and how you don't feel that your voice is worth speaking up. you're not worth being seen or honored. You, you know people aren't showing up for you in life people are rattling your cage people are pushing you around what's going on deep inside you that is probably the next step of your own private healing work i recognize all projected negativity towards me as being other people's stuff Thank you so much for listening. Look, we put our shows up every week on Facebook. So, what's our Facebook channel? It's facebook.com forward slash Love Life Show. So, we've got a bit of a community there with some fun comments and links that we also add if you'd like to join there. Otherwise, all of our show is on iTunes. All of our show episodes is on LoveLifeShow.com, where you can also find links to Jane and my personal counseling services, um, and Jane's courses and ebooks and things like that. And, of course, you can always support our show by clicking on the donate button on love life Show to keep the quality and the sound engineering and the availability and the ad-free zone going and landing in your inboxes every Wednesday. So until this time next week, have some fun observing who and what is passive-aggressive in your environment and operating some radical truth speaking initiatives. Life is perfect, I'll not try it's just happening. And it's a beautiful day